give him a good, good warm applause. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we've covered before, and I need to reiterate the fact that when we clap, we're not just clapping. It's, it's, remember, we've studied, those of you that saw the king and I, remember what would he do? He'd clap as a sign of commitment. Remember the king? Because it's an oriental custom. So let it be written. So let it be done. Uh, so it's a sign of commitment. So let's clap. Hallelujah. We're committing our life to Christ. To you, Lord. To you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now take those same hands and get your Bibles out. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Then Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Deuteronomy 8, 2, and then Philippians 3, 13. Also, if you were able to read in your bulletin there, the pastor's pen, a thousand thank yous to all of you that were able to make my birthday and Christmas a great time. Uh, when I was a child, a younger, I remember, uh, you know, coming from a not too affluent family as far as finances were concerned. My parents and my friends would get me like, because my birthday was right near Christmas, they'd give me one gift and say, oh, this is for Christmas and your birthday. Uh, and you guys went overboard. You guys got me Chris, my birthday, took care of me real good, and then surprised me for Christmas as well. Got me again. Hallelujah. Well, again, thank you. And God bless you for that, my prayers. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Hallelujah. I give unto you prayers. Okay, do you have Deuteronomy 8, verse 2? <clears throat> Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Turn now to Philippians 3.13. Real one-on portion of scripture. <clears throat> Philippians 3.13. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting that which is behind and reaching forth unto that which is ahead. Forgetting what's behind, reaching forth unto what is ahead. Father, I pray that uh, this sermon, I would be able to deliver it as you would have designed it to be, that it would land on good soil. Lord, I pray that we would be, become better Christians. Friday, I, I spoke, look at a sermon that I believe we all needed in dealing with a new year, and this is a new year sermon as well. Lord, I, I pray that we would become bigger, better people, but especially bigger, better Christians, and that our goal and our aim would be to see you someday face to face. We ask it all in your name, Jesus, and everybody together said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Turn around, greet one another a few times in the Lord, shake a few hands prior to your being seated. <clears throat> Hallelujah. The title of my sermon is, If You Can't Forget then remember. <clears throat> okay? If you can't forget, then what? Remember. We're going to be dealing with these two things of forgetting and memory as well, and remi remembering and forgetting. Now, let me tell you a joke first about a pirate who was in a pub, and some other seaman was there with him, and they were conversing and talking, but the pirate had a wooden leg, <clears throat> and he had a hook on his hand, and he had a patch on his eye. 
Regular pirate. Not like the Raiders, hallelujah. Did the Rams lose? Yes, they did. Oh, Jesus, help the Rams next year. Next year. Uh, but anyways, uh, well, I guess the Saints had to, had, to, had, to, had to win one, I guess, huh? The Saints got to win every sometimes, right, guys? Right, Saints? Uh, but anyways, so they're conversing with this pirate with a peg leg, wooden leg, uh, hook on a hand, and a patch on his eye. Eyes messed up. And so the guy begins to see me because of conversion. He says, listen, how did you come about by getting your, 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 your peg leg, your wooden leg? And he said, well, one day we were out there in the, in the ocean and, you know, we were storm hit, tempest was terrible. I fell overboard. And a lot of my friends finally got up and they were getting me up. Just as they were getting me up, shark bit off my leg. You know, wow, the seaman goes pretty heavy. <clears throat> well, how'd you get that hook? Well, one day we were boarding this enemy ship. We're going to take all its goods, its gold and everything. And we had a sword fight. Some guy cut off my hand. He says, wow. So how'd you get the patch? He says, well, one day a seagull feather fell on my eye. And it was the first day I had the hook in my hand and I... You know what I mean? Uh, the guy forgot. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with forgetting and remembering. Are you with me? You can't, if you can't forget, then remember. Now, with these two verses, we're dealing with the Apostle Paul. He's telling us to forget. And then we're dealing with Moses, the prophet, the great man of God in the Old Testament, is telling us to remember. Seeming contradictions. And we've preached on contradictions before. Matter of fact, just a little bit, we're going to cover the verse that I've spoken on with that. See, the Apostle Paul, he seems to be breaking with Old Testament Scripture. He seems to be. Because in Old Testament scripture, Moses is telling us, remember, but here in the New Testament, he seems like he's breaking with Moses, breaking uh, with the past, so to speak, and he's saying, forget. Okay? Paul was a wise man, and he did say a number of wise things, but Paul was not a smart aleck. Are you with me? You've got to stay with me here in this sermon as well. Friday night, by the way, the tip for Friday night is only $2. If you weren't here, get it. If you were here, get it too. Uh, we said a lot of stuff here Friday night, dealing with, dealing with almost the same thing here, okay? And so uh, it's a scripture that we covered on Friday night, Psalms 110, verse 3, that the devil doesn't want you to know about. And so we brought it out here, you know, and so you're able to go ahead and get it for only $2. Hallelujah. Uh, I want you to get the word inside of you. But anyways, here in this portion of scripture, Paul is a wise individual, but he's not a smart aleck, right? In other words, he's not messing with... With uh, uh, he, he's really, you know, Paul didn't really pride himself in being a smart aleck. He was a wise man, but a smart aleck he wasn't. Paul was too wise and too big, really, to flat out scorn the past. In other words, he's telling you forget, but not really. Not really. He's not telling you, hey, just forget about the past. Not really. Paul, then, is not actually contradicting or scorning Moses. Not at all. There's really a soul society about these two. There's a kinship. There's a fellowship between these two. They're teammates, if you will, going, you know, about their business. And these guys are teammates. They're soul, soulmates, so to speak, okay? Though they live thousands of years apart. And one is saying one thing, one is saying the other. See, Paul and Moses are both 
big enough people to be able to seem to contradict each other, but yet they're really teammates. They're really ministers working together to try and make us better people. Are you with me? Got to stay with me on this one, okay? And they both have the very same goal at heart, to make you a better person and to make you and to get you into heaven. That's what they're trying to do as they're working together. Look at Psalm 66, verse 12. This is a scripture that I've used before dealing with what I'm covering here. Seeming contradictions of life, but are they really? They're really not. Because in life, you're going to have contradictions. Paul is telling you forget. Moses is telling you what? To remember. They seem to contradict, but they're not really. Do you have Psalm 66, verse 12? Okay, like I talked about Psalms 110, verse 3. That's a very sometimes obscure, hidden gold that's hidden in God's Word. Psalms 110, verse 3 that we covered on Friday. Get the tape. Okay, but, and it's dealing with do, dealing with the youth. We covered youth, but we, we found out on Friday that youth really doesn't have nothing to do with age. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. It's a perspective. And the things that youth can do. Well, here in this verse, man, when I read this, I said, I got to stop and park it here. It says, Psalm 66, 12, you let men right over our heads. We went through the fire and the water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Remember that? Fire and water seem to be opposites and contradictions, aren't they? Water falls, fire rises. Uh, fire burns, water soothes. They seem to be the total opposite, but they're really not. They're like Paul and Moses. They're teammates. They're ministers of the gospel working together to get us to, the Bible says they're a place of abundance, a spacious place, some of your translations say, a wealthy place, some of your translations say. Uh, and we've learned that God uses contradictions in lives. And we've used the fact here that in this church, my wife and I are as opposite as opposite can be. She's wearing a hat and I got a tie, by and large. Uh, I mean, we, we, if you ever get to know us, we're opposite. Don't say yes. Unless you're behind us, they go, oh, yeah, 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 you can say it. But if you're in front, you can keep your heads, you know. Uh, but yet God uses both of us to try and get this church into a wealthy place, to spur us on to growth, to be better people, to be better Christians. Uh, sort of like Starsky and Hutch. Remember that? That's what they used to do. They, they seem to be opposite, but they got us to a terrible place, jail. But God uses these things to get us to a great place, which is heaven. Okay? So here... Moses and, 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 and Paul are really not antagonists, but they're teammates. They're, one of us is telling us forget, and the other one is telling us to remember. But they want us to, to grow. They want us to be better people. And they, eventually they want to get us into heaven. That's their goal. See, again, Paul and Moses are big enough to be able to both speak their own mind. Uh, forget, remember, their own mind. And they seem to both say the opposite things. Yet, at the end, they're both right. Did you hear me? They're both right. Forget. Remember. They're like two huge, big, large mountain peaks where the clouds go there, where the mist goes up there. But when all the smoke clears on those mountain peaks, I told you you're going to have to listen today in the sermon. When the smoke clears, when the clouds clear, when the wind blows, yet both of those peaks remain standing. And they're part of one big mountain range. They look to be opposite. They look to be different, but they're not. They're the same. That's no way. They're part of one mountain range. That's what forgetting and remembering can be used as well. Uh, they're just two different peaks, but a part of one range. It's sort of like 
I get together a lot of times with Pastor Saul, who's one of the elders, and my wife and I and Stella, his wife, and we have fun, but we also cut it up. We talk about ministry. And when my wife and Saul get together, sometimes they argue. Mm, but Josie's used to that. That's the way her dad brought her up. That's why Josie don't mind confronting me. I'm, I'm an ex-drug addict. I, if, I, if I don't have to talk to you, I'll, I'll you know, you know. <laughs> the Saul and Josie, they're confronters. They say, you know, it's funny, sometimes I jump in and I say, hey, I like this. You know, it's great I confront it. It's good for us to all be here arguing. Because <laughs> we argue about all kinds of stuff. No, and Stella just sits there and laughs. Ha, 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 ha. You know, <laughs> but you got to get to know Stella too, you know. Uh, but she's, she's cerebral as well, she, but she's trippy too. And we're all in there. But at the end, when all the smoke clears, we come out better people. They think both of them are, are peaks. And the outreach prospers behind the argument. They seem to disagree, but they're not really. They're really agreeing because they're coming, they're putting their heads together. That's what Moses and Paul are doing here today. Are you with me? See, I want you to be a better person at the end of this sermon, and I know that we can be. Uh, see, big people teach. Small people gossip. Some people are mountains. They teach. Little bitty hills. They gossip. Hallelujah. See, our job, here's our job. Our job is to, to have a trained ear, to learn to discern what's best for us. Learn to discern what's the best for you. Should you forget or should you remember? What hat should you wear today? Hallelujah. Or what tie? But remember, Paul and Moses are actually harmonizing. They're working together. Those of you that have been in music before, you know what I'm talking about. Was real ha ha ha, and was real low low low. But when they get together, they make beautiful noise. Paul and Moses, by one saying forget, one saying remember, they're harmonizing for our lives. Because in life, there's going to be times when we need and we must remember. Then there's going to be also times when it's best to forget. You have to learn to discern. You have to learn to choose which one you want. What the Bible is instructing us here is that there will be times. To forget your past. Okay? To get that past, grab a hold of it, and throw it away. Forget about it. Uh, that's what, see, this is your past. It's my calling card. Sometimes you're going to have to grab that past, grab it, and just throw it away. It's not going to do you no good. Uh, forget about it, man. Don't even think about it. Throw it in the deepest of seas. Because by forgetting... Life will be the more rewarding for you. But then also the Bible is instructing us at times. There's going to be other times when you need to grab your past so tightly and hold on to it. Remember it. Don't let go. Keep it. Uh, for a rainy day. Hold on to it tightly. Keep it. Remember it. Because by remembering Life will be the more rewarding. Look at Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 and 3. Exodus 16, verses 2 and 3. Do you have it? Exodus 16, beginning in verse 2. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died in the Lord's hand in Egypt. 
There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. Liars. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. See, this is one of the reasons Moses is telling us, as he told the Israelites back then, to remember. See, they had forgotten where they had come from. That's what had happened here with the Israelites. The Israelite people had forgotten the sound of the whip upon their backs as slaves. They had forgotten, my friend, about the hard toiling of hours and hours upon making bricks for the Egyptians. That's why a lot of times guys leave the home. They forget. Uh, uh, well, now I brush my teeth. Now I'm eating three squares and candy on the side. Late at night when nobody can hear me. Hallelujah. Ah. Uh, and I snuck in for my gift that Chucky doesn't know about. Ah. And they forget about the toil of the, of the world from back then. How, how the devil had them all beat up and messed up. Now they're all right. Ah, man. They forget. The sun rises, the sun sets. Oh, how easy one forgets. Great poem. I wrote it. Hallelujah. Uh, remember, I've told you guys that poem. It's a poem that I began to write years ago and I never finished it. But yet I really did. It's a one-line poem. The sun rises, the sun sets. Oh, how easy one forgets. In other words, in one day, we can forget so much. you got to remember where you came from. See, Israel had forgotten about the bad things, the bricks and the whips. They forgot about the bad things. How about us, Victory Outreach? We could complain and murmur like Israel did of old. Man, another building fund. We already gave to get here. Yes, and that's true. But remember... Remember all the times of putting up and tearing down and paying rent and paying leases? Man, we got to put up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We got to go, we got to go. Hurry, put it up, put it up, hurry up. Pastor Steve's coming, Pastor Steve's coming. <laughs> then I'd come and I'd, I'd get on, you know, I'd grab the mic and let's open in prayer. Oh my God, we're not ready, we're not ready. We're going to pray, right? we're going to start right now no matter what. Uh, and everybody, oh my God. Uh, thank, man, don't forget about those times. One time, and I've said this before as part of our history, one time, we met in five different locations in one week. I remember. One time we were going to go have service on Father's Day. Remember that? Over at uh, the, uh, uh, the Puerto Rican Hall in, in Alvarado. And it, it had church at 10. At 9 o'clock they call me. I'm getting ready to go. And they say, well, you can't rent it. You can't have it. I said, oh, Jesus, son of David. I wanted to go back to sleep. Ah. One of the greatest services we ever had in our lives, if you were there. Powerful service. Uh, I pretended like nothing was wrong on the outside. But then, then the altar call, God just tried to slap me around. I said, Steve, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, that was so, I still remember the day. Many fathers coming to the altar. Uh, man, it was so beautiful. God wanted us to meet outside, but I, I didn't know that. God took care of us. We're God's people. Hallelujah. Uh, don't forget about those things. You know, how, now we have this place. It's ours. To the glory of God. Because of God. It's for God. Hallelujah. Uh, but don't forget where we came from. See, the mind and the memory can play such tricks on us. Listen to what I just said right there. The mind and the memory can play tricks on you. Where you forget. The memory had turned the bricks and the whips to meat and potatoes in Exodus 16. Did you hear me? That's what the memory had done. It had turned the bricks and the whip to meat and potatoes. 
That's what it says there. Verse 3. We had, we had meat and potatoes and tortillas and frijoles. Ah, they've forgotten about the whip on their backs. The key is to learn how to use the past. Don't let it use you. Are you with me? Sometimes, like today, we need to heed the advice of Paul of forward. Forget about the past and go forward sometimes. Now listen to this and listen to this good. See, sometimes with distance in our past... That distance can lend sentiment, contentment, and even enchantment to our view. The view of our past. I don't want to lose you here. I'm going to have to probably repeat that one. Okay? And because the distance of the past can look so much more better than it actually is. In other words, what I'm saying is because we have put distance from our past. And we look back. The view of the past can look so good when it really wasn't. But because there's distance here now, it looks a whole lot better. Uh, like when you go in here, you know, you're, you're someplace and you see, the, oh, how beautiful, until you get up close and you look at it and say, oh, my God. It'd be Leah. Ah. Wow, where's Rachel? Ah. Ay, ay, ay. Re- really, that's what, because of the distance of the past, it can do that. Makes it a whole lot better than it really is. Forget about it. That past. See, sometimes a song can sound so much sweeter years later, especially you older folk. Uh, a blast from the past, an oldie but goodie, when in reality it's an oldie but moldy, like manna in the desert. But you hear a song from the past and you, you only remember the good times, when you and Susie were brand newsy. And life was all that and four bags of chips. Ah. You remember the chips and not the whips. Ah. But in Rocky Horror reality, Susie was a floozy and her real name was Sue. As in runaround. Here's my story. Sad but true. Hi, Susie. Me and Yuzi. She took my love and ran around with every single guy in town. Oh, hey, hey, come on, guys. Oh, you've been there. Hey, hey, whoa, hey, hey, whoa, hey, hey. Dun, 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 dun. They've been there. I know their history, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, see, reality bites. <laughs> Matter of fact, Susie now is running around with married men. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's another story. She used to run around with every single guy in town, but she's not going around with married guys. See, the past wants you to fall in love with love. Are you with me? I don't want to lose you here. It wants you to fall in love with love. Ask Liz Taylor. Ask Mickey Rooney. You know why they get married so much? Uh, I think the only reason they don't get married anymore is because they're old now. Uh, because they love love. They love the, all the excitement about love and love. And then once it's over, ugh. And they want to fall in love. They love the feeling of love. Love. Oh, makes me do foolish things. Yeah, that's right. Uh, see, my friend, there's something better than happiness. It's called Character. 
It's called integrity. It's called duty. It's called responsibility. It's called commitment. That's much more important than, than happiness. Uh, I mean, for those of you that are married, you're not always going to be happy. Right, Joseph? You're not always happy. Sometimes your husband makes you sad and mad and unglad. Uh, and a tad, you know, rad. I don't, I'm not a rapper. Uh, I better wrap it up right there. But, but commitment is much better than happiness. Did you hear me, married couples? Uh, and single Christians as well. Character is much more important than happiness. Now, what I'm really trying to say in this sermon is that the past can be your friend. You only need to learn how to use it, how to handle it. Don't let it handle you. The past can and should be a good place to visit, but not to live. You can visit it, but don't, don't live in the past. And I'm going to show you why in just a little bit. That's what Paul was saying here. Uh, why is it, okay, good to know the past? Why is it good to know the past? Well, take for instance, you meet a person whose face and their countenance is pretty much rather grim and dim and, and gloomy and down all the time. You see those people. You know, you see them, wow. You know, every now and then they smile. Ooh, my God. But usually they're like, hi, how are you doing? Okay. Hallelujah. They don't even finish. Hallelujah. They just hallelujah. <laughs> huh? Half-baked. <laughs> you know? But then one day they tell you their story. And because of their past, you learn why they've been through that. The things that they had to go through. How, how, why they had a bitter, broken heart. And then you understand why. Because you visited their past. So you understand now, no wonder she's like that. No wonder he's like that all the time. Wow, I didn't know that. But then you see somebody else, total opposite. How's it going? Great. Blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Brother, didn't you do it? They say, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, like, they, they walk like if they're, they're a general in victory all the time. You know what I mean? <sighs> you know. Then one day you sit down and you converse with them. I mean, they, 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 they got a continence. They got an appearance about them that we may even make a blind person take notice. Uh, wow, they're just, you know, jovial kind of people. Always, you know, right there with it. Brother, I'm going on for God. Then you talk to them about their past, and then you find out why. Because they've been through some heavy, maybe they started off in poverty, and they begin to tithe. They begin to live for God. They begin to get committed for God, and God begin to bless. And they, they found, you know, the, the gold nuggets in God's word, and living for God, and the blessings of God, and so... Now, my friends, that's the way they are. But if you look at their past, they had a hard past, a difficult past. But they earned their way up, and they're not going about to let go. Because they fought for every, every nugget they could get. They fought for every victory they could get, and they're not about to let go. They're remembering that past, and they're going to hold on to it. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you learn why they're so jovial and happy all the time. I, I was just seeing... I think it was yesterday, the, the, the life story of Steve McQueen. You know, I like to watch all that stuff on TV, the, you know, arts, entertainment, and, and, and his past. By the way, Steve McQueen was from Santa Paula. At the, I didn't know that. My wife said, told my daughter, go, 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 go tell, to put it on Channel 6. because it's talking about Santa Paula and Steve McQueen. She's talking about Santa Paula and Steve the King, hallelujah. But it's Steve McQueen, you know. Uh, <laughs> But he was a very poverty-stricken individual. He was, and matter of fact, he was in Boys Republic. He was in YA. 
Yeah. He, he gave all kinds of money to the Boise Republic in, in Chino, California. Because he remembered his past. All the interviews that were done about him were, was a great guy. This is the most chipper individual I ever met in my life. A lot of actors and, and reporters said, said about him, friends, close friends, that he was a great guy. Because you took a walk on his past. Uh, my dad's funeral. I'll never forget Ed Bullock came up to me and he says, I'm glad I came. He drove all the way to Santa Paula. He said, I'm glad I came because now I understand you a little bit better. Now I understand why you are the way you are. And I remember I was telling you about my dad. He was a great, greater man than me because I have an opportunity to go all over the world and help people. He stayed in a little bitty city. Yet he was content in that little bitty city. Uh, me, I need to be all over the place. Not my dad. He says, this is where I'm going to make my mark in this little bitty city. Uh, but we're able to learn the, from the past. It can be your friend if you let it. Are you with me? How? You know, we need to, again, I repeat, we need to learn when to grab hold of the past and not let go, yet learn when to grab the hold of the past and throw it away. Some of you here this morning, you need to let go of the past because it's not doing you one bit of good. Uh, but like a greedy Israelite with manna, you don't want to release it. Oh, please don't, under, don't miss what I just said right there. You've got to let go of your past some of you this morning. But you don't want to let go. Uh, and you're holding on to it like the Israelites did, the greedy Israelites that held on to the manna. They were supposed to get rid of the manna every day and release it. But they'd hold on to it. You know what happened to it when they'd hold on to it? It would turn to maggots. Some of you that are holding on to your past, maggots. It's not doing you any good. Daily, they would grab the manna. They were supposed to release it. But some of them were greedy. They wouldn't let go. Some of you don't let go of your past. Be wise like Paul and Moses and like David. Learn how to use your past. Remember David? He says, man, the Lord has been with me with a bear, and I downed it. He was with me with a lion, and I downed it. And surely he's going to be with me with this big old nearly 10-foot giant. See, David learned to use the past. He was with me with a bear. He was with me with a lion. And he was going to be with me with Goliath. And even with Saul, I can take care of business. Learn to use the past to go forward. Forget past triumphs and defeats if they make you proud, if they make you covetous. But remember them if they make you strong. They're anchors. I've talked about that before. Anchors in your life when you remember. I mean, you know, it's not, I mean, Christianity is not easy. I know that. I know that. But man, me, when I start remembering about the way the devil had me, Wow. Wow. OD'd on heroin nine times. Jail and prisons were my life. Skinny man. Uh, when I think about that, wow. These are anchors in my life. When, when God saved my grandmother, 10 days after I was in the home. Saved my grandfather about 21 days after I was in the home. Man, those are anchors in my life. Able to lead countless people to the Lord. Those are anchors in my life. Uh, You've got to remember some of these things and hold on to them. Do you have any fine victories this past year? That are going to serve to strengthen you in your life and be anchors in your life? Then remember them. Hold on to them. But let me close with this. How about our sins? Let's deal with our sins here this morning. Then we're going to close. What do you do with your sins? 
Uh, what do we do with them? Should we forget them or should we remember them? Well, maybe some, some of you feel that, you know, it's not in your power. It's not within your hands to command your past sins. You don't know how to deal with your past sins. Maybe you tried and you tried to forget them, but the minute you think you, you, you've forgotten them, you see somebody or you see something that reminds you of your past sins. Are you with me? Huh? They deal with you instead of you dealing with them. Or that tricky mind again plays resurrection. And by resurrection, I don't mean the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean the resurrection of your past. There it is. There before you again. Oh, man. You know, you terrible sinner, you. Uh, involuntary resurrection of your past. You prayed. You asked for forgiveness. You came to the altar. Yet a little bit later, there are your sins again. We're back. Remember us. Look over here. You big sinner, you. Ah. So there we are again, doubting and questioning the blood and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Even David, the great psalmist, would write, my sins are ever before me. He was a great psalmist. He's the one that had time to bear the lion in Goliath and Saul. He goes on to say, it is there regarding his sins. They are there when I am awake. They are there when I am asleep. They are there in my home, and they are there in the house of God. That's what David says, they're ever before me. When I'm awake, they're with me. When I'm asleep, they're with me. I dream about them. They're at my house, and they even come to church with me. They're here. The devil's going to lie to you. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's going to bring your past up, no matter where you're at. I made it to church. <laughs> so did the devil. And mark this well. It's usually when we're at the top of our Christianity, when the accuser of the brethren comes. When our sins are going to resurrect the surface. Did you hear me? It's usually when you're at the top of your game. It's usually when you're at the top of your Christianity. When you're doing so good. Not usually when you're at your lowest or at your worst. They resurrect when we're stirred to really do something good and great for God, that's when they resurrect. I'm gonna, I came to the altar. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, this is going to be my year. I came on Friday. I heard Pastor Steve's sermon. Um, this is going to be my year. Hey, forget me not. Uh, remember Jesus? It was when he was at his greatest at Calvary when the graves were opened. The dead resurrected when he was at his top of his, of his Christianity, of his life at Calvary. Uh, that's when the dead came forth. Let a man go without prayer. And not much, not much conviction really is going to set in. But let that man get on his knees and all hell will break loose and come forth. You haven't prayed in a while. And all of a sudden, you know what? I got to pray. You get on your knees. Doesn't the devil hit you? You big sinner. God's not going to hear you. Get up. Man, God doesn't love you that much. Ah, see, all hell breaks loose. That's what we need to forget. Forget those past sins. Let them go. Throw them where they belong, into the blood of Jesus and in the face of the devil. Do it. Get those sins and throw them at the... Look at devil. Here they go, right there, right in front of your face. And I hope you don't like it. Ah, Michael Jordan of Christianity in your face. 
But if you can't forget your past, then remember. Remember the great things God has done for you. Remember what he's brought you through. Remember where you were before he found you. Remember the Lord and all of his benefits. All he has done for you. All that he you know, has seen you through. The bears, the lions, the goliaths, the souls of your life. And then thank him and praise him and worship him. For though, my friend, the enemy opened up all your past graves, still nothing, the book of Romans says, can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Though he opens every grave, let him come. Nothing can separate us from the love that is found in Jesus Christ. And one last thing as I close. And you've got to forget your past sins. This is a new year, people. Don't forget to remember your future. I'm going to close with that. Don't forget to remember your future. Because a Christian's future can always make past sins and failures that are under the blood look like an ant on an elephant. You didn't hear me. A Christian's future can make all of your past sins look like the toes of Billy Barty, who just died a couple of days ago. You don't know who Billy Barty was. Little Ananito. Just passed away at the year age 76. See, when you look at your future, all your past sins turn into an, like an ant on an elephant. Insignificant. Can't even be spotted. That's what God sees. See, when you realize your great eternal future, heaven, all else shrinks before it, including your past sins. You know, you can take a tree that's alive, cut off some of its limbs. It's not going to mess it up. It's still alive. As long as it's got root and a trunk, it's still going to be okay. Sure, some of you this past year had a few limbs tore, a few leaves taken off. But you're still breathing. And I've said it before. What do you think I said? As long as you're breathing, there's hope. You can still be a winner. Uh, you got to understand. And that's what, but a lot of us, oh my God, a limb's gone. A leaf's gone. So what? That's why David, the psalmist says, who had sinned grievously in Psalm 51, Lord, take not that Holy Spirit from me. And he had sinned big time. But yet the Holy Spirit was still in him. The Holy Spirit was still with him. Some of you this past year, yeah, you had a few doozies. And Susies and floozies. Uh, and cruzies. Uh. But the future, the future, the, the new year's around the corner. For, learn to forget. And if you can't forget, then remember the goodness of God. Remember your future. Somebody has said, listen, when the devil's messing with you, remind, uh, when he's messing with you about your past, remind him about his future. Do that. Because you've got a great future. We've got a grand new year to go. I mean, listen, we're, we're going to be knocking walls down this year. Not only corporately, but in your, your life too. Uh, I mean, God is for you. Who can be against you? I want every head bowed and every eye closed.